It's the Seattle All Seahawks versus the New England Deflatriots. Who wins in a fair match? Is it possible to talk about something other than Deflategate in this matchup? Find out on today's spectacular Super Bowl edition of Out of Bounds. Welcome to Out of Bounds. I'm Addie Thomas. I'm David Adams. We want to hear from you. Head on over to our website, talkoutofbounds.com. There's a ton of ways you'll find on there to get in touch with us. You can tweet us at Talk Out of Bounds. You can Facebook us, email us. And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes. It makes it super easy to keep up with the show, and it'll also help us bring you better content in the future. So, David, what are your plans for, uh, for the Super Bowl this week? Well, my plans changed a lot. My fiance and I, we went and we picked up a new dog from the shelter. His name is Sailor, and we're really fired up about him. But as a result, we cannot be having a lot of people over for the Super Bowl. So even though I am insane with excitement that the Patriots are playing in the Super Bowl, we're going to be taking it pretty easy. Uh, Just one or two people coming over. Um... And believe it or not, I'm actually doing the tasting for my wedding the next day. So you're going to so, have a super busy Super Bowl weekend. Busy Super Bowl weekend full of not working. But what's really nice about this time with the Patriots being in the Super Bowl is now I have a dog and an awesome fiance and a house. Like, I have other things to live for. Like, if the Patriots lose, <laughs> I know I'll be okay, as opposed to the last time. I wasn't so sure. So we got a lot of stories going into the Super Bowl, a lot of matchups to really take a look at. And we're going to try to talk about a bunch of them. You know, right now we're hearing a lot about Deflategate. No, <laughs> yeah, really? I know, I know. And of course I'm on, and we're going to, we'll touch on it for a quick second and then move on to the actual good stories for a moment. Even though I am a Patriots hater and uh, I do think they're guilty and should be punished harshly for it. David, how do you how do you feel right now? Now I know I know there still hasn't been an official statement, but where where are you now? First oh. of all, I'm really uncomfortable with the court of public opinion just damning everybody. I think the jury's still out. I think that there's also a ton of cheating in the NFL that just goes completely unchecked, period. And I do think that regardless of the outcome of Deflategate, the league really does need to take a look at a lot of its processes. Uh, But I'm still on the side of the Patriots. Go Patriots. My issue here is, what if you found out that the helmet catch, that Eli Manning's two Super Bowl wins against the Patriots were because of deflated footballs. How would you feel about it now? I would be like a rabid dog. You would be livid. I would be livid. I would be livid. I celebrated mediocrity for nothing. (laughs) So moving on, this has actually been kind of incredible that uh, we have two one-seeds facing off against each other this year. In consecutive years. Exactly. It's actually kind of rare to see it, but two back-to-back. We've had it. Obviously, the Seahawks have been here. This is their second year in a row. Um, this is such a high-quality matchup. We don't have an underdog at all in this matchup. It's kind of weird seeing that. Yeah, and it's it's crazy, too, because if you remember the last time these two teams met up, it was week six of the 2012 season, and the Seahawks barely beat the Patriots in the final seconds of the game. They won 24-23. to I'm not sure how much that game is going to have to do with uh, the one that's going to be played this Sunday, but this is going to be a great game. It's a great matchup. And I would say that, yeah, you're right. This is a very different 
set of teams than we saw that last time, especially because the Patriots have had some issues back then with continuing to finish offensively, defensively having issues, but they are a much more complete team. You know, I know there's plenty of talk about, you know, their legacy being marred by right now, but I don't, I don't think that's fair to that still, despite my problems with the Patriots. I think you still have to acknowledge that this team is still an incredibly dominant team and they've dominated for a good portion of this season in all three phases of the game. Yeah, they did, they didn't win a bunch of games just by deflating balls. Yeah, balls. That's the first <laughs> one of those. Um, big difference for me, though, between this Patriots team and Patriots teams of recent past is the defense. This defense is so much better well-rounded than really the the Super Bowl winning defenses um way better Revis Brown are just such a vast improvement from Super Bowl 46 and their linebackers too Donta Hightower Jamie Collins um, Chandler Jones thank you I almost forgot about him but I mean they have such a dominant set of linebackers they're not as strong on run support but they are definitely good in coverage so it's going to be interesting to see how that all turns out What's also remarkable about the Super Bowl are there a lot of people to hate. Boy, howdy. On both sides. Yep. Uh, you know, you have Brady and Belichick are typical people that Do are... Do people not like them? What? I never hear that. <laughs> but then you look over at the Seahawks side of that, and you, you have Marshawn Lynch, you have Richard Sherman, who's such a loudmouth, you have... Pete Carroll, or as David likes to say, Cheat Carroll. So you have a lot of people to root against this time. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Hate, 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 hate. (laughs) For me personally, I've had to figure out the team I least hate, as opposed to the team that I actually like. And that happens to be the Seattle Seahawks, so... I'm on the opposite side of the the table on this one from David. So Literally and figuratively. <laughs> but somehow both of these teams are going into the Super Bowl with chips on their shoulders. Yeah, which I really don't understand. I guess the Patriots chip on their shoulder is nobody really believes that they're any good because of Deflategate. Well, I don't think that's true. I think they just, I don't think anybody's saying that they aren't any good, but that their success is tainted by deflate game. Fair, fair analysis. And the Seahawks just constantly have this chip on their shoulder. Like every day, it seems like the Seahawks must go home and read a fake newspaper that says, (laughs) you're the worst. You're the worst team ever. You can't win a game. Like they, they just seem to constantly have this perception of literally the world against them. Like I get the impression that when they file their taxes, they're like, the IRS, they're out to get me too, man. <laughs> I think what happens is actually Rodney Dangerfield is their, is their motivational speaker. <laughs> like every day they just listen to him. <laughs> the other big story that I think uh, that I personally think is actually the most interesting for this matchup is we're sort of seeing the old guard. A lot of the old quarterbacks, you know, last year we saw Peyton versus the Seahawks. This year we're getting a chance to see Brady versus the Seahawks and the young Seahawks led by the young Russell Wilson, who it seems like he's starting to achieve the status of, of you know, an Aaron Rodgers. And maybe this seem to me, this feels like it's sort of like passing the torch from Manning and Brady to, to Wilson so that he's the new face of the NFL because... Two men become one. Yes, exactly. Well, because I'm kind of tired of seeing Brady versus Manning. That could, marquee matchup is I so I can't get tired of half of that matchup. <laughs> I won't get tired of half of it. But yes, absolutely. And how remarkable, how remarkable would it be if Wilson beat Manning 
and Brady in consecutive years. Absolutely. What I'd like to see more often is Wilson versus Rodgers. It'll be interesting to see how this whole story plays out over the course of the Super Bowl. But we haven't heard a lot of trash talk. Obviously, Deflategate has really dominated the headlines. But one bit of trash talk we did find was apparently Seahawks quarterback Jeremy Lane thinks Rob Gronkowski is overrated. Clearly, he has not watched enough footage of Gronkowski. He says, I actually don't think he's that good. He's okay. He does have a big body. But from what I've seen on tape, he doesn't like you putting your hands on him. So if we put our hands on him and shake him up a little bit, he won't catch that many balls. Does it? I I hate to say this. Does it? It sounds kind of like rape that he's this, talking about. This sounds like testimony in court. <laughs> it really does. Now, point on the doll. Where, Where did he, did he touch it? you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, what's what's funny to me is, who the hell is Jeremy Lane? I honestly don't know this guy. <laughs> like, And I feel like I know the Seahawks roster decently for a guy who doesn't follow the team. He's the nickel I, corner. That's why you okay. don't see him as Okay. Often. All right. All right. Well, still, who the hell is he? <laughs> I think the one storyline that has been really annoying and it's been messing with football for years, but we've already seen some questionable calls this year, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. We have the the Dallas and Detroit game. We have the Dallas and Packers game. You know, so far, both of those are Dallas, but we've had some really iffy calls throughout this postseason. I wonder, you know, what's going to happen with this game? Are we going to have some questionable calls? What's is it going to go one way or the other? You know, is is there going to be fuel at? Added to the whole conspiracy theory that the NFL is fixed. It'll be interesting to watch that matchup play out as well. And the NFL in general has really taken a big hit this year between domestic violence, deflate gate, the officiating. This offseason, the NFL really needs to consider how it's going to improve the image of the shield. Now, some very specific matchups to watch on the field. Who is going to cover Rob Gronkowski? I guess the logical option is Sherman, I guess. Well, he's not a cover corner, though. They don't have cover corners with uh, the Seahawks. They who play a covered lot of zone. him? Do you remember who covered him in week six? They play zone. Oh, is the thing. So interesting. it'll be okay. a mix up. You know, you'll you'll probably have Earl Thomas come up, some Cam Chancellor. You probably have Sherman. I do love times. me some Cam Chancellor. Yeah. That I, is... And I love Earl Thomas, too. But it'll be interesting to see who can who can. Kind of rein in Gronkowski, if it's possible. And well, Gronk did not have a ton of success in the AFC title game. I think he had three catches. Uh, of course, one of them was a touchdown. But it'll be interesting to see how, how limited he is at all in the Super Bowl. But to be fair, that's because they were getting it to a lot of other people, too. It was more he had to wait his turn than anything that's, else. <laughs> that's also accurate. Another matchup to watch, can the Patriots actually contain Russell Wilson? This is a guy who is so dangerous when he gets out of the pocket. He's a huge threat to run. He throws an amazing long ball. Are the Patriots actually going to be able to stay with him? Well, and I think it's more than Wilson. I think you also have to include Lynch in this conversation because I think it's about the mobility, you know, how, you know, if he can break it out for a run, if he can keep plays alive, and then, you know, Lynch keeping the offense alive with the run game. And that is where I think the the New England defense, it's most vulnerable is against the run because they've Absolutely. got great cover linebackers. And don't get me wrong. These linebackers are really good linebackers. Even they're, they're not terrible in run defense, but that is not necessarily their strength. And it'll be interesting to see if that, if with the run game, they can, they can establish a rhythm and if they can dominate, I think that's, that's 
the Seahawks' biggest key to win this game. Who do you think Darrell Revis is going to cover? I think he's going to cover a lot of different people because I know Doug Baldwin is the number one receiver, but I think Jermaine Curse is just as dangerous as Doug Baldwin. When I, he's not, you know, the cause of four interceptions. <laughs> but I, I think he, I actually think Revis is going to mix it up. I don't think they're going to go necessarily with the strategy of locked, locking down one player because I think the Seahawks are expecting that. And I think Belichick is smart enough to know to mix it up. I think he has a little bit more confidence in his defense. I think he has more confidence in what his defense can actually do aggressively because I think the key to this game, and this actually combines sort of the what we were talking about Wilson just a second ago, I think the, the New England key to this game defensively is to shake up Wilson. Wilson was terrible during the NFC Championship when the Green Bay Packers were consistently hitting him. And the tape on that game may really be what wins the Super Bowl for the Patriots. It really may. So, okay, another great matchup to follow on the field. How many cameras are going to be on the Patriots footballs and the ball boys? All the cameras in the world. (laughs) An entire NBC crew will be dedicated just to the ball boys. They're they're even gonna have like the ball boys show up on like when they when they like the way they show up like the the starting roster of each team they're gonna start showing the ball boys. They as well. start giving them numbers. Yes. <laughs> Last great matchup to watch, and this will take place on the field. The chess match between these two coaches. We've got two really great football minds. I'm not a big Pete Carroll fan, but you can't disregard the what he brings to the game. What are we going to see from these two coaches? Are we going to see some trickery? Is have they have they shown all the tricks that they have up to up their sleeves at this point? I mean, we've seen some crazy stuff in the playoffs. The Seahawks had the fake field goal attempt. The Patriots were passing touchdowns to Nate Solder. I mean, what else can they do? Yeah, I think the Patriots are going to definitely play a lot with uh, their formations as far as you know who's an eligible receiver and. To be, to be perfectly honest, I know there's some uh, disagreement as to whether or not that's an acceptable practice. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I know it's tough for defense it's a to dick constantly move. adjust. You know what? That's part of the chess match. I'm someone who's not a fan of all the advantages offenses are given, but I think that is a fair advantage for an offense to be given, especially if you do have to declare who is an eligible receiver. Personally, I think we're going to see Belichick do a lot of that to try to keep the Seattle defense off kilter to catch them during a changeup. I think that's an absolute necessity for the New England Patriots to keep marching down the field this game. Absolutely, absolutely. And they also need to be balanced. This cannot be a game where Tom Brady throws the ball 50 times. So some of the key injuries to keep an eye on are really only on the Seahawks side. Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas were both injured during the NFC Championship. They both came back into the game to finish it out. Sherman actually did not stay out that long. Thomas was out for a little bit longer. It'll be interesting to see how healthy they are this game and if that's going to impact this game. Absolutely. And a non-injury note. It is important to keep in mind that this will be Gronkowski's first healthy Super Bowl. Remember, he was really hurt after that AFC Championship game against the Ravens in Super Bowl 46. It's going to be interesting to see what a healthy Gronk can do. So, with all of that being said, I'll tell you what my Super Bowl pick is to get it out of the way Uh, so you can glare at me and hate, because I do think the Seattle Seahawks will win. I think it will be an incredibly close game, but I am cheering for them, and I think they can do it. The last time the Patriots lost the Super Bowl, I was incredibly rude. I promptly left my friend Max's without offering to clean up, without really even saying goodbye. And then I had to drive home my friend Carmen 
in a 30-minute dead silent car ride. I I mean painfully dead silent. I couldn't get to sleep that night. (laughs) I have picked against the Patriots every single round of the playoffs. And the problem is that I've picked against the Seahawks in every single round of the playoffs, too. (laughs) So as I was thinking about my pick for this day, I was just like, I honestly don't know what to say. I am hoping and praying that the Patriots win, but I'm picking against them in the hopes that that was my good luck pick. (laughs) So I'm going Seahawks, but let's go Patriots. that about does it for today you can always let us know what you think like go to our website talkoutofbounds.com you can message us on facebook you can tweet at us you can email us but the best option of all you can leave a voicemail you know what send your trash talk tell us if uh, there are any storylines we missed if we're completely wrong on our analysis tell addy he sucks yeah, well yeah <laughs> uh, david already knows it so he doesn't need to be told anymore <laughs> so uh, as always you can just go to talkoutofbounds.com And don't forget to keep an eye out for our next episode of Quick Hits. And until then, just remember that somehow, somewhere, someway, it's crawfish time.